0: Okay. Now what?
1: Oh, let go on three. One, two, three. Oh.
2: Well, we're not getting out that way.
1: Oh. Maybe we don't have to. Our heroes get dead locked in an elevator. This is... Spoilers. This is spoilers. I didn't know whether to do a spoiler or not. This is such a unique episode, but hello. My name is Pappy. I'm your host tonight. You might be wondering, what is this movie? What is Deadlock 2020? I haven't heard of it. We'll, we'll explain that, but first, let me explain who our other hosts are. Uh, I don't know. Who's weestus and Eastus? You guys are both in Indiana. Josh, are you more Weast or East? Josh is, Mo
2: East is more Eastus. Just a bit. Yes. Go. Cool.
1: Well, why don't you introduce yourself and um, I guess... I think the 3 of us have all done a handful of these so far. What what is your feeling when we set out to do a small budget requested by someone involved in the production review? What is that? What is your feeling going into that?
0: <laughs> this is Josh from Goshen and just to be honest, uh makes me a little nervous. We did mm-hmm. we did like 3 in a bunch in like a year and we've taken a couple years off of doing indie movies and i think they kind of made us feel weird because it's like we have a relationship with these people but we're gonna uh rate their movie and like we've decided that we're gonna like <laughs> stand up with our principles and still be honest here right
1: i think it's only fair full transparency ed tomasi the producer and story by reached out to us but stevie you're next most i i know that you uh are very into like story structure and writing scripts and all that stuff. Do you do you enjoy seeing these kind of micro-budget films?
2: I do. Um, have you ever heard of the book or read a book by Robert Rodriguez called Rebel Without a Crew? I have not. It's literally a step-by-step kind of how Robert Rodriguez was making movies with such a low budget and how he would skirt around things and how he had to get smart. And I love doing... I guess they quote unquote small movies like this. I think this is really fun to watch and see how they turn out. So yeah, this is exciting. I don't want to give too
0: much of a way of like how we're going to rate this, but I, I do think this one is on a different level than the last three that we've done, which are dark forest, parallel and sandow. World's Um, strongest man. (laughs) Would you guys agree just going into this, that this is like a a little bit of a step above
1: a hundred percent. Those are episodes. 157, 81 and 169 and they're about to be behind the Patreon uh Patreon paywall. Speaking of when Ed Tomasi reached out to us, you know, I mean none of us were going to see Deadlocked, you know, let's be honest, without that encouragement and there and he agreed to promote our Patreon in exchange for this review, but like we mentioned, we're going to keep our review 100% honest based on our feelings on the movie. Stevie, let's go to you first deadlocked if you're going to explain it to someone because we have an audience who might be i would guess if you're clicking on this we're going to see now how many people are just going to click on every episode of spoilers who the true fans are so, <laughs> so someone who hasn't seen this how would you explain deadlocked what, what are they getting into
2: okay you know i love log lines in movies right you do say so for those who don't know at home a log line is literally when you go to imdb It's literally the one sentence or two sentences that describe what the entire movie is about. It just encapsulates what the plot is. (sighs) And movies are typically one one foot in, one foot out. It's like, you know, it's like Pirates of the Caribbean, but, and you could say it's like Pirates of the Caribbean in space, or it's like Pirates of the Caribbean meets this. Um, The way I describe this movie, it's two derivatives to try to make anew, which is this is like the late 2000s movie Quarantine, If you guys remember that movie or not. Never seen it. It's about a, it's like a zombie movie stuck in an apartment building meets M. Night Shyamalan's uh, Devil, which was a bottle episode in an elevator. That's how I would describe this movie. Quarantine meets Devil.
1: like someone wanted to make a whole movie in the elevator from drive like <laughs> yes from there. it's I, I josh i think it like really plays to the strengths though you know and the constraints probably given the budget when you say like i, I think ed tomasi and ed, josh bailey like unlike you know alexander cooper who's a literal crazy person like this, <laughs> oh <my> they <laughs> understand like the scope and like what they have at their disposal right <laughs>
0: you can't just breeze by that like that uh before the pod we were talking to each other and i think we jokingly said like yeah if you have a limited budget bottle episode is a great way to save some dollars but at the same time there were some effects and i I thought it was effective the way they briefly showed the outside world kind of crumbling down Mm
1: -hmm. the helicopter looked like a digital effect maybe too some of the action
0: maybe but it was like brief
1: enough and vague enough that it kind of like conveyed a story point mm-hmm. Stevie, like we mentioned i guess like quarantine this whole movie takes place in an apartment building uh, a, a number of different characters get caught in this elevator i guess this is always fun which of the characters in the elevator most stood out to you as an actor you know these are all probably small actors a lot of them don't have pictures with their imdb
2: uh, profile. The one that stood out the most to me which I think he could probably translate to more roles effectively would be Kyle uh, Kyle English yep. who played Mason. Yep, right in my mind. He was the guy the uh, cop was arresting. Mm-hmm. Um, I just believed like every line he delivered and everything he was doing I thought he was a tremendously effective actor and I was just looking at him and you know, not knocking any of the actors, actresses at all. It's just like I looked at him and I, you know, I said to myself, I could see him in so many different roles. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I believed everything he was doing. Idiots.
1: Wait, I'll get that side. I have a feeling I'm probably going to need that gun.
0: He kind of has the last moment, too. In the yeah. He's got like a little hair flip. And I say that kind of flippantly, but it was pretty cool. The the ending was I thought
1: uh, we watched it on a Amazon watch party that was my first experience doing that had you guys done that before first time so apparently our voices were going through like Stevie's TV it was a lot of fun um, <laughs> but but yeah I heard you laugh at that hair flip uh, at the end Josh did any other uh, what, what other characters stood out to you uh, from the movie because it's a very limited you know limited scope story limited amount of characters here in the elevator I think. Five who are in the elevator, four, yeah, and you gotta be careful when you
0: when you're laughing with or at like a B movie like this, and I think that was a good laugh. One character that stuck out was Connor, uh played by Nick Champa, and I think I think it may have been because he was the first to die. He kind of had <laughs> to get all his lines in quick. I like the introductions at the beginning, that's one thing I really look for in a movie, like how do these characters introduce themselves? And they basically use his character to kind of force all of that. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? So
1: you're new to the force, huh? I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm Connor. Officer Daniels. And what's your name? I would agree. I would even ask the question to either of you. Do you think that the movie is better for having a zombie in the elevator?
2: It could work either way. I guess for like an effective scare or to kind of push the story along, it does make sense to have him in the elevator. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it kind of, it, it's that flip of the coin of is this dude a zombie or is he having, you know, the worst, you know, cocaine withdrawals of his life. Right. Yeah. You know, what has he been doing up to this point? So I, it could work either way, but I didn't mind that he was in the elevator at all.
1: What did you think about the Lee character? Like he, we Josh, you compared him to Jonesy. From Fortnite, which he looks like uh, <laughs> classic Fortnite reference on the pod. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's actually
0: one of the tips
1: that Ed sent us. Uh,
0: the he he wrote the original story for this movie, and he said that that actor actually cut his hair. So I guess he normally wears like long hair, and he agreed to make himself out look to look like Fortnite's Jonesy but specifically Bunker Jonesy. Right. And I think that was a good call by you, Pappy, because that ends up kind of being the story, right? Like him and a small band of survivors are gonna have to be roughing it out there for a while. Is that what we're to take from that like prof- prophetic dream at the beginning?
1: I would, I would say to the credit of the movie, like when we've watched movies like Parallel um, and Sandow, we talked a lot during those movies and kind of joked and pointed out things we started talking during this movie. And then we got pretty quiet afterwards. Stevie, you said something to the effect of like, you had to have like three opening, like uh, opening dreams. Like there's an inception amount of like dream levels here to start the movie. I like the lighting, but I think that we, when we, when we finished the movie, we are all like, what happened in the beginning? We need to go back and like rewatch that part. What, what'd you think about the opening uh, for, for Jonesy?
2: It's not necessary. I, I didn't think it was necessary. I mean, I guess you could tell a story within that first dream. I didn't think we needed three on top of it. I don't know what your guys's take would be, but that was my feeling of it. I was a little confused. Yeah, I, like I said, I,
1: like it didn't like necessarily track towards the heart of the movie, which was the elevator, and it was kind of like he was saying in our DMs that like they went back and they had to shoot like the opening credit sequence later which makes sense um, because it's kind of like inconsistently applied. Uh, There's a character called Olivia and does she have like a, she's a drinking problem. Right. And then like we see her pouring out the alcohol at the beginning. That's kind of her, her deal. Yeah. And I, I was going
0: to hit on that too. I think those sequences are good and they give good information out, but at the time, like going into this as a first time viewer, you're lost and, as I mentioned sometimes on this pod, I'm a bit of a video editor myself. <laughs> so, but, but I think, I think that's an easy trap to fall into when you're working on a project and you've seen it a thousand times and you've sussed through the footage and you've ordered it again and again. It's to me, the movie starts when Lee brings the perp onto the, onto
1: the elevator. Right. hmm Like, I feel like you could have almost done like a musical intro, which the music was great, by the way. I don't, yeah. I the name um, the name of the dude who did the music let me see if I can pull that up real quick but we've talked about this before like one of the keys is like consistent sound to a movie yes. And like, well, again David Katz uh, did the music for this like first of all like fantastic like real movie score like I would even go as far as to say this has a better score than a movie like Stigmata which we reviewed recently which had like <laughs> G- fucking Gabriel Byrne in it so really good score and then like There's no, I didn't think like technically there was much to nitpick at all at the movie. Did you guys have anything like in terms of like sound production value?
0: Yeah, I think they did a pretty good job. I mentioned earlier, I kind of liked and was surprised that they showed the outside world at all. Um, I think there's a few times with the perspective in the elevator with like that little hole. So if I, do you care if I kind of explain The elevator itself, a little bit mechanically, Pat? Go for it. Yeah. Okay. So, like, the way they can use the elevator because they're locked in it is if one person on each side both grabs a door, pulls it open, and, like, somebody else takes this, like, flashlight and uses it as a jam in the middle. And because of that, it's very limited space, and there's only, like, a hole in the top to get to one floor. And so you're really nervous it's going to, like, slam in someone's face the whole movie. But I thought there was a couple times where. I was having a hard time getting a perspective on like how big that hole was and what they had to do to like peer out of it. And like eventually in the movie, they had a couple of shots that made it click. Stevie, anything
1: for you from a technical aspect that either was good or, or bad?
2: I always look at blocking in a movie, which is kind of like how the actors are staged and the camera angles are coming from, how they work in a film. And I think the way they did that, either if it was actually like in the elevator or certain times they would have built a set. I'm not sure. I think that was really cool to see how they were moving the camera and the different angle shots they were using within the elevator. Because, I mean, it can get boring really quick, just one space. And I, I didn't find myself bored at all for the longest time mm-hmm. when it came to the elevator. So I think that was really neat.
1: Yeah, I was never bored in the elevator. And like, more like below-the-line stuff, I thought that the – makeup was generally really good in the zombies um uh and i thought that the like costuming too is that it kind of like moved through the movie lee like eventually ends up in a white t-shirt so he's wearing like the same thing that like mason is wearing right mm-hmm. and like jackie i think is in a white t-shirt at some point so they're va- eventually all like kind of like wearing the same uniform almost uh which was cool and they get some red on them exactly yeah <laughs> I don't know this movie went for some like, like I said it had some like comedic moments like there was one where I think Mason says something to the effect of like we don't exactly have a more qualified candidate and it shows Connor and he's just <laughs> looking like, absolutely deranged in the corner like I laughed out loud at that but it also goes for some like genuine feels like when they shoot Connor the movie takes it like you know very seriously and it's like an earnest sad. Hey, Moment. Stevie, did that work for you?
2: I want to help you. Will you let me do that?
1: Hunter, stop, please. Please.
2: Do you guys like movies where? There is no one central main character.
1: I think if you go all in, like in uh, Robert Altman, like if you go in like a Robert Altman like style, it can be cool, but not, but I don't like love actually. So I guess it kind of like depends.
2: I mean, this movie hopped around a lot uh, between, you know, who is the main character. Um, But like you're, you're telling a zombie story in an elevator in an apartment complex And I thought, like, for the most part, like, the feels they went for actually worked, um, especially with, like, you know, the teenage girl who got the voicemail from her dad. I think stuff like that actually worked. And especially with Olivia, like, not wanting to, like, kill her sister, even though, like, mentally she's still not there. So, yeah, it worked.
1: Yeah, I liked the – I thought the camp stuff, too, when Jackie Mm was unpacking her bag, like, that really worked for me. I – I don't know. I wasn't the biggest fan of like when Connor got shot. I thought that was a little bit like too much of a standstill and like the music got a little bit like too sad for me. Yeah. Did you guys notice that the
0: zombies had kind of a superpower where they could like appeal to human psychology at the last minute when they're about to get wasted? Yeah. Like (laughs) Nick Champa's Connor at the beginning when he's about to get shot. He's like, but Lee, like he turns, (laughs) he turns back good. And like uh, the sister does that to Olivia or mm. is that Olivia? Mhm. Yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting. Kind of like that's what you want out of an indie movie is to take something known and like maybe put a little twist or mystery on it.
1: Mhm. Um last note that I had and I'll open it up to anything else that you guys want to talk about but the um cell phone stuff. There's a lot uh Olivia leaves the elevator and I and I don't I was it mentioned explicitly like you should do a video call. Did I miss that line? I didn't
2: catch that either.
1: Yes.
0: So Jackie like grabs her phone and she's like in the background, kind of messing with it. And she's like, "Hey, I set this up for us." And Lee's like, "Hey, that was a good idea. We'll be able to see what's going on out there."
1: What did you guys think of that as an effect? Because you know, obviously, I commend uh, the intelligence. Definitely of ed tomasi because like you know he, he's staying within like his lane of what he's capable of doing like and that's like you know if you're kevin smith shooting clerics in black and white you know to for ed tomasi to using like cell phone footage i'm sure it was like economical but what did you guys oh, yeah. what did you what stevie what did you think of it as like watching it because there's a lot of shaky cam going on it's a lot
2: of shaky cam that's why i said it reminded me of quarantine because it's a it's a found footage movie and it looks just like when Olivia's going through the apartment Um wouldn't you guys want to stay on
0: zoom or skype or something if we we're doing that like maybe not with headphones in but it's not. I thought that was kind of a realistic like modern approach to like
2: I wouldn't like I wouldn't be holding it from behind a wall just to like show you guys what they're doing right like in perfectly framed I thought like Definitely, we could have gotten more, like, you know, foot shots or, you know, just barely shoulder shots. But, I mean, for what this movie is, I, I it didn't, like, wasn't, like, a sore thumb to me or anything like that. At I- one
1: point, Olivia says, this video call idea sucks. And I was wondering if that was, like, the person writing this <laughs> like Yeah, this idea is really sucks. Like, I don't, I, it's just, I don't know. It's very, like, contrived to me. It's very tropey. Like, and especially, like, how, like, the calls cut out, like, it's, i've never heard a cell phone like fuzz like when it cuts out yeah. of a call like i don't understand why that's happening like and it' like, it's like i said very tropey of like the zombie genre josh what did you think about the uh cell phone cell phone footage scenes uh,
0: not to be the overly positive guy but i honestly thought it was a pretty creative like, oh, way no. to make this movie
1: i almost threw up i
0: did <laughs> <laughs> i didn't get that at all and I felt like it answers a lot of those questions like, oh, if they just had like a cell phone in this movie, which is like a huge
1: cliche of just ignoring cell phones. and <laughs> True. I, and they could I, have easily been like, I don't have any reception in the elevator. You know what I mean? And that would have been really, really lame. I don't know. I see what you guys are saying. I don't think it was like the strongest point of the
0: movie, but I actually did have in my notes that I, I was going to say at the end that I thought it was kind of creative before you even brought it up.
2: Another way to have done that if... You didn't want her like carrying like the show it was going on would have been like for her to drop it off the railing. Yeah. And like landing and it like it like pointing upwards so we can kinda see who's moving about and going throughout the stairs and use like actual noises to like tell the story. That could have been one way to do it. That
1: would have been kinda cool. Yeah,
0: there's this there's this awesome video on YouTube of a skydriver who drops a GoPro <laughs> and it falls all the way down and it spins like crazy and then it falls down in mud. And then you hear this like pig coming over, and this pig like like sniffs it, and it's crazy. And it could have been just like that, except with zombies in a stairwell. Mm. You're a genius, Stevie.
2: Was that sarcasm, Josh? I can never tell. <laughs> no, that, I love that YouTube video, otherwise I wouldn't have watched it eight times already. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: Think that's all that I had. Uh do you guys have anything else that you wanted to wanted to talk about?
0: One of my notes is that it ends like the Left for Dead series begins and you kind of have like three badass characters with weapons, but they're just like melee weapons. They need to like level up and upgrade mm-hmm. and like they're going out into the world to like beat some ass. And I thought that was kind of cool how it ended, but are there any other other like story beats that if someone hadn't seen the movie, they
1: might need to be caught up on. Keep me honest here. I, th- I would say the movie's like 5%, maybe less like 3% those intros, right? We're, we're getting the characters into the elevator. Then for 40% of the movie, it's, it's the drama of, you know, what's going on on the outside. We're hearing noises. Mm-hmm. Connor's deteriorating. Uh, maybe even like 60%, 70% of the movie. And like the last 30%, I think the movie does a really good job of falling on itself where they they go up to the top floor of Olivia's apartment. Like the main sort of conflict is, it's Elizabeth, it's her sister, right? Not her lover. Okay, her sister is still there and and they really want to be able to save the sister. They, They don't save the sister in time, but there's like this really great moment where they have to like go back in to the elevator and like especially... Um, especially the look on Kyle English's Mason's face like when they're like fuck do we really have to go back into that elevator <laughs> it's like so great and so then like then like you said yeah it's, it's going back down a little bit and then out into the world and yeah when the elevator stops on the way down I, I love thought, that I thought that was a great bit like oh no are we really gonna be fucking stuck here again um, was there any language in this movie was I don't think there was any cursing at all? I can't think of any. And it seems like I'd be cursing up a bloody storm in there. It's scary. <laughs> Just violence? Yeah, this could play on, on TV almost, on AMC or, or premium cable. Stevie, do you have anything anything else you want to talk about? Any other notes?
2: Um, the one note I had was every character was a reliable narrator, um, which kind of bothers me in movies. Hmm uh where every car- like the cop is going to be like the completely honest guy you know what i mean mm-hmm. like stuff like that kind of bothers me um but other than that i i really enjoyed this movie <laughs> it was like, pretty
0: fun to watch it was- you never knew what was happening next
2: <laughs> it was a fun watch and i told i texted pap on the side about 10 minutes in i was like i dig this movie like i was never bored and the worst thing you can do is kind of, you know, lead your audience to, you know, what when they're when the audience is guessing what's going to happen, you've done something wrong. And I was like, never truly like yeah. knowing what was going to happen, so that was that was fun. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think I have a pretty good Stevie question. Ooh,
2: hit it. Okay,
0: Let's kind of start off the whole elevator stuff with Lee bringing Mason in and cuffs. Mm-hmm. What did Mason do?
1: Great question. Why is he a perp? You know, if you took the stairs more, you might catch me next time. I don't know if you're aware of this, but you're in handcuffs right now, buddy. Yeah, but that's not because you caught me. Nah, you wouldn't have stood a chance if that
2: freak didn't snitch on me.
1: You mean the elderly citizen who restrained you?
2: Well, I didn't want to hurt him. Right. So, Mason was a reliable narrator this whole movie.
0: Unfortunate.
2: I liked him being a good guy.
0: I was so glad he never stabbed him in the back.
2: There's nothing wrong with that. But I really wish Mason would have been the first one to use the gun. Like, Mm. that would have been cool to me. Um, The one thing I can think of... He didn't show up for his court date for something that he didn't do
1: public urination he was in a lost in a g- parking garage he
2: didn't do it. he's like this is bullshit he's like i'm not gonna go i'm not missing work for this shit didn't go Warren out for the rest lee's new on the force so they send him to go get him and that's how it happened
1: i love that that's perfect perfect any any other final thoughts The uh, the one only only other final thought that i had is i really like the uh, tattoo of Italy that the character Nathan had on his forearm. <laughs> it was pretty sweet. Any, anything else, or are you guys ready for yes or no's?
0: Good. I'm good.
1: All right. I'll, I'll go first. Uh, so, for those of you who are true spoilers fans, you know, maybe you've listened to us. We've grown quite a bit in 2020, but maybe you go all the way back to 2017, 2018. Uh, we did a review of Dark Forest, and we were very positive on that review and then like a hundred episodes later we did our swords and sandals episode episode 250 where we swords and shields swords and Shields, excuse me swords and <laughs> shields episode where we like cut up spoilers we like we went behind the scenes we like we said what we liked and what we didn't like about like our podcast in general and one of the things was we should have been way harder on dark force that movie fucking sucked and i and i've kind of taken that to heart since that like if we're going to do these movies, if someone's going to say, hey, will you review our movie? Even if there's this quid pro quo where they're going to promote our Patreon, which is out Search for Spores with an explanation, explanation point on Patreon, become a stauncher member for just $2 a month. Uh, <laughs> if someone's going to reach out and take the time to do that, we owe them an honest review. And I can honestly say that I really fucking liked watching this movie. This is a genuine, true yes from me. Um, I think that... If you are someone, and we have a lot of like, we skew a little bit younger, right? Uh, maybe people who like aspire to go to film school. If you ever wanna make a movie, you should watch Deadlocked and you should watch uh, Sandow. And you should take like copious notes on like <laughs> what the difference is between those and like what people have control over. And like it, it's, this movie is very intelligent and, and, and what they do like how they do things how things are staged even the CBS point, like how things are blocked i was never bored this movie made me feel genuine emotions be a comedy be it like scared a couple times a little bit of shock a couple times you know maybe even some feels with jackie to a lesser extent but like but still some feels some emotions so i really like this movie this is a genuine yes it's free on amazon prime and if you have i think it was only Dang. like what like 70 minutes 80, uh, 80, minutes, 80 minutes perfect <laughs> length perfect length check it out i can genuinely recommend it especially if you're into smaller micro budget movies uh it's josh i think you were next Eastus. why don't why don't you go great
0: yeah this is fun to watch like we've said it's one of those movies where you don't know what's coming next but i think in a good way that can go south really quick but it did not in this movie and one just like additional thing i i mentioned left for dead earlier And I really felt like it was super close to that, like the way this movie ends with the characters, like with melee weapons. And I looked up the characters from Left 4 Dead, which is a game I used to play, and they almost like match. Like there's Francis, who's like a tough guy with tattoos, bigger. There's Louis, who's like more of a straight-laced guy with like a button-up shirt who could be like the cop. Waffle good. And then there's Zoe, who's like... (laughs) just a kick-ass young female which is kind of like Olivia so the one they didn't include which is Bill is a Vietnam vet he's all like old and gruff and smokes cigarettes <laughs> he's the one he's the one I always played with <laughs> but um, <laughs> that just struck me as cool that this ended and like you can play Left for Dead to get these people out of the situation if you'd like yes for me
1: love it perfect review last but not <laughs> least uh, Stevie
2: Man, oh man! I'd say don't judge a book by its cover, because you know, if you're telling me, hey, we're gonna watch a zombie movie that takes a pl- that takes place in an apartment complex with, I mean, with visibly unknown actors, and you're gonna tell me like it's gonna work, I'd have laughed at it. But this movie worked. I in- genuinely enjoyed watching this movie, seeing like how it unfolded. And just, I mean, for half this movie being a, like just a bottle episode, and I was never bored, it's kind of a testament to how this movie was made and written. So, uh, definite yes for me. I really like this movie, and I recommend it like to anybody who ever wants to make a movie, uh, or just loves the art of making it. This is a really cool movie. That's three yeses. That means if you're new
1: to this podcast, if Deadlocked is your first exposure to spoilers, that means it's preserved of elite class of movies. Few movies we've reviewed have been preserved. So kudos to Deadlock for achieving that. And yeah, uh, thank you, Ed Tomasi, for suggesting this. If you are working on a project, yeah, full disclosure, we don't do every movie that people send to us who ask us to do movies, but we'll check it out. and We might do it. So definitely check those out. Uh, or, or send us links to your projects if you want us to potentially review them. How can they guarantee? How can they guarantee that we'll do it? Uh, quid pro quo. You got to pay to play. <laughs> Ass, gas, or grass. Uh, no one gets spoiled for free. Uh, Pappy, no. Oh. If you if you like subscribe to our Patreon, That's it. We yeah. will do the movie you request. That's much better. <laughs> yeah. If you subscribe to our Patreon, which is now. <laughs> It is live. Uh, we're going to start probably putting the link uh, here in the episode descriptions here really soon. Um, yeah, it would mean so much to us if you could uh, donate at a small level, even if it's just for a couple months. It helps us keep our hosting fees up. Like I said, we can keep like doing all this content for you guys. So check that out. And then also feel free to contact us in Spoiler Man. Take us away and tell us how to do that.
0: Spoiler Man here. Our email is podcastspoilers at
1: gmail.com. Now you can check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Podcasts. If you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe
0: on SoundCloud or iTunes. Mm.
1: What did you say? Remember how like Collider <laughs> would get like uh like Fuck VIP Collider. like VIP admission to all the Star Wars movies, and then they were like, would give them all such good reviews. <laughs> yes, every single person would. No
2: one was. You think it was? Bad. I mean, do you think it was a coincidence that Bibiani gave Rise of the Skywalker like a nine out of ten?
1: No one was allowed to say anything bad about Star Wars movies. But okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. <clears throat>
2: I'm ready. Let me check one more time. Check, mm-hmm. check check with the mic check one one two hello hello pappy big fan of uh, nba YoungBoy, by the way it's fun isn't it it's fun big, big fan up. Big big up. all
1: right you guys ready big, big josh you want to count
0: yeah sure <clears throat> all right recording in three two one
2: connor sorry
1: That was spoilers.